I, when I uh, started talking about things I'm going to be talking about since I was in the hospital, uh, this was the one that uh, when I said what it was called, somebody came up to me and said, don't do that one. <laughs> don't do that one. And I, in, in some ways, I wish I couldn't, <laughs> you know. Uh, Sometimes it hurts to cry. Sometimes it hurts to cry. And uh, there's a passage from Psalm. We, we actually sing a song from this Psalm. Hear my cry, O Lord. Attend unto my prayer from the ends of the earth. Will I cry unto thee? And when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to that rock. That is higher than I, that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me, and a strong tower from the enemy. And when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to that rock that is higher than I. That is higher than I. Because I know most of you, most of you I know know him in that way. You know him as that shelter. You know him as that one you can cry out to at any time, in any situation, at any place. And uh, this message uh, came about uh, while I was in the hospital. Um, it actually came, uh, the specific word came about after my surgery. Uh, but there were many things going on leading up to my surgery. Uh, you know, as, as we have, uh, uh, from, the, from my very first message, uh, since I've been home, uh, Let the Lion Roar, uh, that song, Gratitude, uh, you know, my words fall short. That's how, that's how the song starts. Uh, and, and, and I expressed all that in that message. But it was, that, it was partially that song that, uh, became my go-to place uh, leading up to my surgery, and 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 I couldn't listen to it without crying. Uh, just how good God is, how good God is. My tears at that point, uh, all my tears at that point, were just completely out of a place of of being overwhelmed by His love, being overwhelmed by by Your love, being overwhelmed by His provision, by overwhelmed by uh, by His goodness. It had so little to do with the fact that I was having heart surgery. That, that, was, that, that part was almost incidental. Uh, that wasn't it. It was the goodness of God that, that brought me to tears. I wasn't afraid to go into surgery. I had full confidence. So it, wasn't, it was nothing about that itself that, that brought me to tears. But it, everything leading up, so many things leading up to it. So of course, you know, my initial disappointment at not being able to go on vacation, that was my initial emotions of, I can't go on vacation, so here's, what, here's where we are. And the Holy Spirit said, dig in with me, dig in with me. Uh, but I had, hadn't really had a whole lot of other emotional responses to, to all of this. Uh, so, uh, but, but then as the week went on, and we all, we all, uh, we all became aware of Darlene Petticord's mom, ends up being in, in, in the hospital the same time I'm there. She ends up being on the same floor that I'm on, and, uh, and, uh, and I got to go visit her. 
uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't really allowed to go off my wing, but I did. Because uh, she was just like one jaunt down the hall to the left, back in the corner. It was just a little bit out of the range of my heart monitor, but that's all right. I didn't get in any trouble. So anyway, I got to visit with her and, and, uh, and you know, have prayer with her. And, and it, it, it's, it's, I don't know, you get so used to being able to reach out and serve people. And, and when suddenly you're, you can't, and then you have an opportunity, oh, she's right here, she's right here. You want to just jump in with everything. Because at that point, there was nothing wrong with me. I mean, I mean, I was facing heart surgery, but I was functional. I was in my shorts and my T-shirt, and you know, uh, and uh, so I got to visit with her. And, and of course, you know, uh, the, that Friday, uh, Karina's mom, Karina's mom came in for the same procedure that I had the previous Monday, a heart cath, and uh, and uh, at at this point, um, I think the pedicords were were, 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 you, were you there in our in my room? Yeah, you were in, my, in, in our in my room visiting with me, and Connie was with me, and and, um, and we knew that it, things were seemed like they were taking a little bit long, and and, uh, and so we became concerned, and and then we got our got the word that Karina's mom did not make it, and. Uh, Everything in me wanted to run down there. Couldn't do it. My wife was there and was able to, and uh, we were able to. She, they were able to minister, and then afterward, they all came up and and uh, we all had prayer together in, in my room. And uh, and so you know, I, I I tell you all that 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 was that was the the, the sad part of our, my emotions at that point was you know not being able to do things. I knew I couldn't, if there was going to be a service right away, I couldn't do that. But you know what's awesome? It's awesome is uh, we, we stood there and we talked a little bit, and Karina said, uh, do you think Pastor Ben would do this? And I was like, if he's available, I mean, I don't, I'm not speaking for him. I'm not committing him to it, but because I, I, I know him, uh, I'm sure if he's available, he'll do it. And uh, so, you know, so I, you know, I, I, Got in touch with him while I was in the hospital, and, and, and kind of put put that thought in his head, and ask him. And uh, you know, what's what's awesome is uh, what's awesome. This is this is how good God is. Uh, and I and I've said this from the very start. You know, uh, that as soon as I knew what I was facing, I knew that we had reliable, dependable people, which was also became a point of emotion for me, just watching people step into things. And just absolutely knowing that everything was covered. I mean, I knew immediately whatever was going to take place in the office, Martin Cat would have it covered a hundredfold. I mean, it was, I didn't have to think about any of that. So then, you know, when this when this came, uh, and, and wanting so badly to be able to minister to, to Karina and her and her dad, I love her dad, I've uh, known him for a while, and not being able to do that, but also then knowing that, uh, that, uh, that, that Ben would do an awesome job and he, uh, he told me afterward, he said, man, would you call me and ask me that? Now, you know, ben, we, we know Ben. Ben is like a fearless person, just fearless, you know, about anything. But he said, I had a, I had a, a, a moment of fear just go through me uh, because I've never done anything like that before. I've never done anything like that before. Uh, but he did it. And he did an awesome, from what I understand, he did an awesome job. I know the family was really blessed, was blessed by what he did. 
but see, in the, even in the middle of even the middle of this, there's an emotion that er, emerges in Pastor Ben that uh, that he hadn't ex- hadn't experienced. Uh, he may have sometime in his life, but not for a long time, and not in that in that setting. Um, there was another situation that came up while I was in the hospital that, that, that uh, was unrelated. I had got a phone call one day from a uh, a businessman in New Waterford, and and he said, uh, "Hey." Uh, he didn't know I was in the hospital. He didn't know he was talking to somebody in the, who was in the hospital when he, when he called me. And he said, hey, I want, want to know if you can come to my business this week and, and, and pray, for, pray over my employees. Pray over my employees. And I was like, well, <laughs> I t- kind of filled him in on what was going on. And he stopped right there after I told him that. And he said, okay, I'm reversing roles here. I'm praying for you right now. I'm in my car. I'm praying for you right now. But anyway, I had just, I had just been texting uh, Pastor Shane about some things, and uh, so I said, "What if I ask him if he'll if he'll do this?" And he, uh, so I, you know, I said, "Can I give him your number and all that?" And he said, "Yeah," and uh, so I did. And, and you know what's awesome is, and Pastor Shane did it, and he, he he went and he prayed for his business. But he told me afterward the very same words, just very almost the very same words that Ben used. He said, "You know, you kind of freaked me out when you asked me to do that because I'm I don't you know again Shane fearless Shane." not afraid of anything, said, I had a little bit of anxiety about, it was completely out of my comfort zone. Never done anything like that before. But I, I tell you that because, the, again, the, the emotions that I experienced uh, up, up at, that, at this point was uh, so overwhelming, so overwhelming by watching this body, this body just step into things. So then I had my surgery. I had my surgery on June 24th. And uh, three days later on my birthday, June 27th, uh, um, I got my phone back. Connie came to the hospital that day, and she, I got, hadn't had my phone since uh, right, right before surgery. And, um, this was, and this is where this message, sometimes it hurts to cry, kind of emerged. Uh, it was my birthday, and of course, uh, the first thing I... I find get get wind of that day was that it was my birthday and you guys sang happy birthday to me and I'm like nope nope cannot listen to this right now because you know what happens I mean this is three days out of surgery I have a big cut down my chest and I'm on some pain meds but not a lot and you know, I'm hearing, you know, y'all singing, and I'm looking, and I'm like, nope, nope, can't, can't look at that. Cannot look at that. Just, so I shut it off. And then my daughter had to go and uh, put a thing out saying, hey, uh, my dad's birthday is coming up. This was ahead of time. If you'd like to send a little video wishing him happy birthday or whatever you want to say, you know. And so that pops up. And it starts out, there's Pastor Shane, Emma, and Easy. And Easy starts singing happy birthday to me. And I'm like, no, no, no way. No way. And that's, that's when the words, sometimes it hurts to cry because it hurt. It was painful. It was physically painful to allow my chest to pound like that and I had to shut I had to shut it down I had to, I I don't think I watched 
that, that full video or the, the, the birthday greeting, anything remotely emotional. I couldn't, I couldn't dare listen to Brandon Lake singing Gratitude for at least three days um, because it hurt to cry. It hurt to cry, but as that deposit was made in me, as that deposit, sometimes it hurts to cry, was made at me. The Holy Spirit said, but sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you got to let it out. You got to let it out. You got to, for me, it was physical pain. Most times we like to shut off our tears because it's emotional pain. It's emotional pain. And the Lord said, tell them, tell them, tell them, let that out. Let whatever it is you're holding on out because there's healing in it. There's healing in it. And eventually I was able to watch those videos from start to finish. Eventually I was able to bawl my eyes out watching them. Um, and it, and, it, and it, it didn't hurt. Really the only thing that hurts now is when I sneeze. <laughs> and, and, and probably if I work to do, to more, do more than I'm supposed to do. But, uh, but sometimes it's going to hurt to cry, but do it anyway. Do it anyway. We are, if, if I've seen anything, anything, anything in this body, is that we are in a place, we are in a place where people are going to love you and care for you and pour into you and help dry your tears, cry with you, uh, uh, support you, no matter what it is. Whatever it is that you are facing or have to go through, uh, it's... Uh, it's amazing, you know. So one of the other things on my birthday that uh, that that uh, Connie said. Now, before I give you your phone, I got to tell you something. And this is where she relayed the information to me. Most of you know, for ten years, I've sold antiques in a little store in Salem called the the Little Red Hen, and it's been a side business. But it's also it turned into so much more than a business. It turned into into ministry. So many opportunities to minister to, to help people dispose of property, and all of that became ministry. And it was so joyful. But she said said. Uh, so the little red hen's closing, and uh, you have to have all your stuff out by August seventh. <laughs> so this is June twenty ninth, twenty seventh. So we have a couple weeks. But she said, uh, "But Steve Wellman, Steve Wellman has said he's got it taken care of. He's got it taken care of. You won't have to. Don't have to. You don't have to worry about a thing." And again, just the emotion that erupts in you when you know uh, with the loss of the business that's you know that's way incidental in the scheme of things but to know that just people are going to go move things to help because you can't do it because you can't do it and again that's this body that's this body that's this body Sometimes it hurts to cry. I wrote this down. We need to peel back the protective layers of our emotions. Sometimes just to be real, be vulnerable with Jesus about what we're feeling. Be vulnerable with Jesus about what we're feeling. 
we sang a song today about laying it at his feet, laying it at his feet, laying it at his feet. That's not just a nice verse. It's a verse we actually, there are times when we do that. Well, the reality of sitting at his feet is something we can do every single day, whether it's from a place of joy, a place of pain, or something in the middle. We can go there no matter what the occasion, and we're always welcome. Uh, so there's plenty of scriptures. There's plenty of scriptures, examples where sharing emotions and responding emotionally is encouraged, acknowledged, and recorded. Cast all your burdens Cast all your burdens on him because he cares for you. Again, I, most of my tears uh, were out of a sense of joy. There was, there was, there was sadness uh, with Karina's mom's situation and her family's situation that, that was part of my experience too. But, but the, the bottom line is we can do that. Why? Because he cares for you. And that was my experience through all of this. He cares for you. He cares for me. He cares for me. He cares for you. Do you know today how much he cares for you? Do you know how much he cares for you? Personalize that. I wish I could you know, take the time and walk around and look into every individual's eyes in this room. Do you know that he cares for you? I know you do. Do you know that he cares for you? You know that he cares for you. You know that he cares for you because he does. And so cast your burdens on him. Give them to him. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Again, that's the whole essence of of I throw up my hands and I worship you again and again and again. That's the gratitude song. If you haven't looked that song up yet, gratitude, Brandon Lake. Gratitude, Brandon Lake. Gratitude, Brandon, like, look it up. Uh, I have more to say about that a little bit later. Man. There's a time to weep, we know from Ecclesiastes, familiar song. Weep with those who weep. Jesus wept. If Jesus wept, why can't I? Why can't you? Second Corinthians Chapter 2, I wrote to you out of great distress and anguish. So this is Paul writing to, writing to, uh, to the church because there were some issues that he, wanted to, that he wanted to address. And because there were issues, he was, he was anguished. He didn't want to see any divisions in the body. He didn't want to see any difficulties. And he, he was writing them some hard things. But he said, I wrote to you out of great distress and anguish of my heart and with many tears. Many tears, not to grieve you, but to let you know the depth of my love for you. So, so his tears were stemming from this place of, oh my goodness, I love you so much. I love you so much. So I love you so much, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to tell you some hard things, but it's out of a sense of, in a place of love. When we, hold, when we hold in our emotions, when we hold on to them and decline or refuse, whatever, whatever the reason, we're holding back, we're holding back, we don't lay them at, their, at the feet of Jesus. The flesh will gladly step in and try to find some other answer, some other place, some other solution to your grief, your pain. Alcohol, drugs, some other habit that to assuage my pain, to assuage my tears, to assuage my emotions. 
The flesh will never be able to accommodate like Jesus can. Sometimes it hurts to cry, but do it anyway. Do it anyway. In Luke 7, we have this account. You're all familiar with it. Most of you are familiar with this. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And a woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So he came there with, uh, so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. A sinful woman hears that Jesus is in this place, and she goes, shows up on the scene with a bar, uh, uh, with a jar of al- uh, alabaster jar of perfume. And she stood behind him at his feet, weeping. She began to wet his feet with her tears. And she wiped them with her hair and kissed them and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said, two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii, the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay them back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, don't you love how Jesus just puts things in perspective? He said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. I came into your house. I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and she wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown, but whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So Jesus uses this example of this woman and her tears and her tears as someone who came into his, came into, on the scene where he was and ministered to him. She still comes in a sinful woman. She goes out a free woman. She knew she was in the presence of the master, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And simply being in that setting brought her to tears, but brought him to Jesus' feet. And I stand here to tell you, it probably hurt her to be in that place with the pure Savior knowing she was coming as a sinner. But that's how we get to come. That's how we get to come to Jesus as sinners. If any of us are coming as righteous, then we would have no need for him. But we have need for him. We have need for him. So this example is an example to all of us. We all have a reason to throw up our hands and praise him again and again and again. 
And if emotions emerge from that, so be it. Let them. Because it is, our tears of, of gratitude for him are just a small thing compared to what he did for us. What he did for us. So, I got a text uh, this was last week, last weekend, from somebody and said, uh, somebody who was struggling, just having a couple of, couple of struggle day, days of struggle, he said, God is still worthy. Day and night, his praises must be on my lips. He deserves the glory. No matter what, I'm going to praise him. He's faithful. I'm going to shout that until everyone hears me. Jesus is king. Middle of a struggle, middle of a struggle, acknowledging that Jesus is Lord. If you're in a struggle this week, if you're in a painful situation this week, if you're facing something, acknowledge the goodness of God in the middle of it. He will see you through. He will bring you out of it. I remember, uh, uh, this was just a few weeks ago, it was right after, after uh, Tom Yor went home to be with Jesus, I was talking to Ashley, and... Uh, and uh, we were uh, in the same room. I don't remember whether it was here or what. It had to have been somewhere, some, something going on here. We were gabbing. And through her tears, through she, tears, she was letting the tears come, letting the tears come. But she said, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Knowing that her dad's long struggle and fight was over. Yeah, the physical loss of not seeing him and not being able to call him, not being able to go visit. That's real. That's real. That there's, there's no deadline for that to pass. Sandy told me this morning, she said, I had a couple of rough days this week thinking about little things about her husband who's with Jesus. Little things about him. Allow yourself to feel those things. Experience them. You know what she did? She said, I turned on that Brandon Lake song. Turned on that Brandon Lake. That Brandon, I, I, I don't know about anybody else, but I, I well, I, actually I do because many of you are, are talking about it. But that song is a song of, it's, it's, there's so much ministry in that song. And I'm going to give you an, a, 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 an example without going into a whole lot of detail. I was in a, I was in a counseling situation this week. And, uh, and I had, you know, I'm just kind of getting back into into counseling, and so, I, um, but uh, we're 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 there, and we're we're talking, and there's a, a lot going on, and um, and the Holy Spirit just said, play that song, play that song, and tell why you're tell tell why you're playing it. So I, you know, pulled it up on my phone, and uh, and I and I just said, I'm gonna play the song. I'm going to tell you a little bit about why the song, you know, has ministered to me in the last uh, last month and a half. And I said, and we're just we're just going to spend time while the song's playing. We're just going to spend time worship. We're going to worship Jesus. And so, uh, so you know, and the person had never heard the song. And uh, so, you know, we're 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 there and we're worshiping, and uh, and of course I worship and I pray with my eyes open. So I'm, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm watching and you just begin to see 
uh, it's, it's awesome when Holy Spirit just begins doing a breaking. And, uh, I mean, when Lord gave me the sometimes it hurts to cry and my chest was, this chest was not my chest. The other person's chest was just pounding and pounding and pounding and I don't think I saw, saw so much snot all in one place at one time. <laughs> to be graphic. And when we were done, this, this, and this isn't anybody from this church, but I, and I, again, I have to be really careful with confidentiality stuff, but the, but the example is, as soon as I saw it unfolding and happening, I was like, oh my goodness. It, it, it hurt. It hurt for that to happen. It hurt for, for that, him to go through that experience, and, 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 and it hurt watching it, but it was also, uh, it was joyful because you knew it was a work of the Holy Spirit. You knew it was God's work bringing an answer, and uh, when it all was said and done, he, there were de- declarations that came out of this person's mouth uh, about, about liberty and freedom, and, and uh, but it hurt. It hurt. It hurt to get there, but the response and the answer and the reality afterward was liberty, freedom. So I was looking at the calendar today and it, it dawned on me. A year ago, Wednesday, Ashton went home to with Jesus. And I remember that Sunday morning, because that was a rough, rough week. Well, it was a rough, long period of time leading up to, leading up to, uh... but anyway, that Sunday, yeah. Pastor Ben was teaching, and he said to us, knowing, knowing that as a body we were grieving the loss of, our, of a young person, a family was grieving the loss of a son, a brother. But Pastor Ben said to us, do you know that we've been built? We've been built for times like this. We've been built and equipped for times like this to be able to minister, to be able to worship Jesus in the middle of grief and pain and hurt and loss. Sometimes it hurts to cry. 
but we're allowed to feel it. We're allowed to lay it all out there at the feet of Jesus. Pastor Mark asked us this morning when we were singing that laying at his feet song, We referenced Bishop Garlington asking if, 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 if you've actually done that, done that, you'll be able to smell the carpet. And you know what I visualized when he was talking about that? I visualized Jake Mellinger. When Jake first started coming here. Jake is just an amazing young man, you know. And you could look around during a worship service and, and you're like, well, where'd Jake go? Where'd Jake go? He'd be, he'd be laying on the floor, just bowed down to his Savior, to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, to the one who loved him completely. Second Corinthians twelve nine ten. This is Paul when he was crying out to Jesus about some struggles and thorns in his flesh, and but he tells us, "Here's what the Lord told him: My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest upon me." That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's in these times when, for whatever reason, we're going through a difficulty, whatever the situation is, that we realize, where is my strength come from? If it's coming from yourself, it will fail you. If it's coming even from well-meaning family members or friends, that will fall short. It has value. Don't get me wrong. Family, friends, in difficult times has great, have great value. But it pales in comparison to the loving embrace of a Savior that is available to us any time, any situation, anywhere. Paul says, I came to you in weakness. You know, it's so interesting because we tend to always think of Paul as this strong man. He'll be the first to tell you, no, I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on God's power. It's 
I love that in our walk with Jesus, we get to grow and we get to go, grow stronger. We get to go stronger in our faith and we become people who can persevere and fight through things and do battle and do all these warrior type things. And that's part of the plan. It's part of the program. It's part of walking with Jesus. But also part of that program, part of that plan is allowing him at times to break us. We don't always have to be strong. Paul says it. We don't always have to. Put on some place of everything is good when it's not. And I'll be honest, that tends to be my go-to. I tend, I tend to be pretty good in most situations. I mean, I, you know, Connie will say, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. You know, I'm good. I'm good. And, and generally, that's absolutely true. But you know what? We're allowed to not be fine. We're allowed to not be fine. Because in the arms of Jesus, eventually we'll get back there. As France says it over and over again, when Jesus is on the scene, everything's good. When he shows up, let's stand. What's that song say? So I throw out my hands and I praise you again and again. Because all that I have is a hallelujah. A hallelujah. to him. Tell him. Lord, I pray right now. First of all, I thank you so much for this body. I thank you for this body. Thank you for the ways you minister to them, through them. I thank you for I thank you for the trials we've been through. 
as individuals, as families, but as a body, the difficulties, but the things that you have done in us in the middle of them. I pray even right now, if somebody's going through a struggle, someone's dealing with something emotional, that today will be a day where they just lay it at your feet. They lay it at your feet, whatever that looks like, whatever whatever means they take to, to lay it down. pray for each one as we go through this week. Whatever comes our way, again, whatever it is we face, it's all for your glory. So knowing that and acknowledging that, helps us to not take it as our problem to fix by our own wisdom and our own strength and our own ways but to surrender to you. And I pray that today will be another day of surrender. Surrender of our emotions to you. Surrender of our own solutions and our own answers. Lord, I I pray that because of your great love for us and because of your great provision for us, because of your great pool of resources for us. That we will not fear what it looks like to let you break us. Because we know that when you break us, you will build us back up. You'll build us back up. You will strengthen us. You will restore us. You will fix those things that we cannot fix apart from you. I pray blessing on this body. I pray you'll minister throughout this week. high. Your name will be lifted high in all of it. In Jesus' name, I pray.